Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea, and I'm here today again with Mandy, Gio, and Cindy, and we are just rolling through the Psalms again. <laughs> 107, 111, 112, 113, 114. Um, what stuck out to you guys? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So in Psalm 107, um, well, actually, I feel like everybody else had really great things to say about one, Psalm 107, so I want to hear everybody else's stuff, but one thing that stood out to me um, well, several things, but there's this like repetitive nature to it where it sets up a scenario that's like pretty scary, not ideal. Maybe you're in the wilderness, you're lost and you're dying. Maybe you're on a ship that's sinking. Maybe you are rebelling and you're sinning, or maybe you're like stuck in a very dark pit, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> and maybe there's more that I forgot to mention, but those are just off the top of my head. Um, so whatever the situation is, there's this repetitive nature of you're in a really hard spot. Everything looks like it's about to end. They cry out, help. Actually, in fact, it's Lord help. And then God comes through. Mm -hmm. And this is the pattern every time. This is kind of like the way it goes. And so what I noticed was sometimes the scenario was because something happened to the person that put them there that they didn't necessarily ask for. But sometimes the scenarios were things that people put themselves in. Um, and either way, God came through just the same. It didn't differentiate. His rescue wasn't dependent on whether or not they got themselves into the mess or not. Mm. And I think that's pretty cool. That is dope. I think that's grace, um, mm. you know, a picture of grace. And a, and a picture of his unconditional love. I think it's hard for us to grasp unconditional love. We think we know what unconditional love is, but I don't think we really do no. fully, at least experientially or in practice. Um, because I think we love each other conditionally to an extent. I mean, I think we say we try to strive for unconditional, but there's still conditions. There's still a limit to what we'll offer. Of course, because if this were any of us who have children, the one where it's the people doing their own thing, at the end, yeah, we'd rescue and we say, and also I told you not to do that. We need to get that one line in. But you know what I don't see here in the scriptures is God saying that, you know, his great love just rescued them. And that was that. Also, I think it's great that in your version, you waited till the end to say that. Sometimes oh. I lead with that. Oh. <laughs> I literally just had this conversation with Titus yesterday. I was like, he got stuck somewhere and I was like, I told you not to do that. I told you not to do that. While he was stuck. <laughs> While he, he was, was stuck. He Listen, was like, we're going to talk about this right now. He's like, can you help time. me? And I was like, sure. But first, I told you not to do this. <laughs> captive audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was, he was stuck and I had to get it in. <laughs> mm, that's funny. But I think that's very human of us, right? Like, yeah, you know, course. which is what you're saying. Like, our love is as good as it can be, but it is still very conditional because we still need people to know, like, yeah, I'll get you out, but, like, also you super inconvenienced me. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I'll do it because I'm a saint. But, like, also, <laughs> but God doesn't do that. Right. And this is a dope, like, Psalm 111, right? Was that the long one? No, 107. 107, I yeah. think it's a dope uh, chapter to give to people who struggle with seeing the inconsistencies of God. Where like God is love, but also He sanctioned war. Um, like I think that this is a dope passage because it shows us the repetitive love piece. You know, like it's so unconditional. He's so uninhibited by our needs, by our trouble, by the mess we make. Like He He continues to show up and continues to have this mission to rescue us, regardless. Um, so yeah, there's these times where He's like punish. You know, He's He's judging sin. I don't want to use the word punish. He's judging sin. 
and idol worship in a land, but he's also continues he continues to rescue people who continue to pull away from him, mm-hmm. who continue to mock him, who continue to make golden calves, who continue to sacrifice their own kids, who continue to just like mock his name and mock his goodness, forget his miracles. He continues to show up for them just the same, no matter what. And that's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> really crazy. Yeah. And the, the way he shows up is when we say those words, help, help, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Lord, help. Like my grandson's learning to say, help, please, in, instead of pitch a fit or whatever. And mm. I, I love that in verse 41, it says, but he rescues the poor. Not he rescues the faithful or he rescues the obedient or he rescues the kind or the worthy. Awesome. He rescues the poor. I can be poor any any minute of any day. Like I can recognize that and recognize my need for help and cry out, Lord help. Like that's a super great reminder. Yeah. yeah. So what keeps us from what keeps us from saying those two words? Because I think when I'm in in like when I feel stuck or something, I'm racking my brain for all the ways that I can fix it, get out of it, make it better, or whatever. So what keeps me just from saying, Lord, help? I, so I was, th- I was actually thinking something similar and um, I think I have an idea, but I think I have a follow-up question is why does God want us to say help? Why, why is that important to God that we, that he, we ask for his help? Listen, this isn't a podcast where we want up our questions. She was fine. Oh, yeah, you got a question. Well, I, well, got, I got one, one too. I got one, too. Okay, but, fine. Anybody can answer any of the questions. Well, I, I think that that's a dope question, and it, it has me questioning, why is God, like, waiting for us to say, Lord, help? And I mm. think it all goes back to, like, relationship building. Yeah. But we don't want the relationship with God at times, I think, just from forgetting. And, like, I think that's what keeps us from asking for his help. We don't trust him. Oh, my father didn't come through. My earthly father didn't come through. So neither will God the father. So I'm not going to actually go to him for help. Um, or I've been betrayed by people who said they were going to be there for me. And so like, I'm not, I'm just not going to go up to God and ask for his help because he'll betray me too. Hmm. Um, so I wonder if there's a little bit of that. Well, the last time I asked for help, I didn't get it in the way I wanted. And mm-hmm. so why ask? He doesn't do what I want. Wow. But it's, but it's back to me telling him what to do again. But when I say, Lord, help, I have to be open to that, however it comes. Mm. That's why peace that passes understanding is what he offers. If it's peace with understanding, like whatever, but we we want the understanding and then the peace. Like I, w- I want to have all the provision I need and then I will feel secure. But what if he says, I want to make you feel secure even if you don't have all the stuff. Mm. Like his, his peace supersedes our circumstances and that's what makes it beautiful and different yeah chelsea do you have any thoughts on that um not that particular thing i was thinking that in in one of these situations the lord breaks them with hard labor they fall and no one's there to help them and they they say lord help um and it reminded me of um the verse in hebrews that talks about how discipline doesn't seem joyful um Mm. in fact it can be painful but it produces this harvest of righteousness and peace um and back to like the parenting thing and all of this i mean i think it's hard to talk about lord the lord disciplining us but i think he still does i mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but just like a parent in that discipline he still loves us so much and he's looking at that end result and when we like cry out to him um, and want to change our ways and have repentance and do a 180. He's there to help us when we need it. Wow. 
It's almost like his his discipline. What we are tempted to look as as punishment is actually a way to break a relationship with our sin. Mm-hmm. So it seems harsh yeah, because we're good. so tethered to our sin that when his hard labor comes and makes us fall, we think, God, why are you hate why are you hating us? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm trying to break your relationship with the thing that's actually yeah. killing you mm-hmm. that you don't see or yeah. don't even care to look for. Yeah, that's, that's really good. In that same Psalm 107, it talks about this is where God comes in and he snaps chains and he cuts through these mm-hmm. iron bars, mm-hmm. these prisons, right? And you pointed out to you that it said like chains of misery or something like that. And I think when you're wrapped in misery, turmoil, gloom, darkness, all of that, we can think maybe we have to unravel the chains. Maybe we figure out a way to get out. Maybe we have to figure out how to lift the chains off of ourselves. Maybe saying the two words, Lord, help, he comes in and snaps it. Mm. And it feels like that's the harder work for whatever reason. It feels like it's harder to wait on God to come and rescue us. So we spend a lot of time trying to unravel things that were probably never meant to unravel. Yeah. Um, because it's probably impossible, actually, like without some intervention from God. Not that we can't be doing things. We, of course, show up and do the work. We like get the help we need. We talk to people. We build community. We see a therapist. We do all of that with God being infused into all of it and trusting that his help is always, always the best thing we can ask for. Yeah. And and also looking at why were they trapped in chains of misery? Mm. They rebelled against the word of the Lord. They scorned the counsel of the Most High. And so when you're feeling trapped, I mean, and this is something I need to say to myself, but like, I want to look at how, where am I being disobedient and like, where is sin trapping me and why am I feeling that misery? Um, like, how have I ignored the word of God Mm -hmm. and I want, and how will that in turn make me say, Lord help? Um, because yeah, you can't unravel sin on your own. You literally need the saving power of Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like the best news, except nobody wants to do it. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I, I love that you pointed out the snap their chains. It it, it just seems so easy. I mm. mean, you could snap a French fry, you know, like, and that's <laughs> the same fries. word he's using <laughs> for the chain, the iron, iron chains of misery. I don't know if any of you have ever been imprisoned by iron chains. I think they're pretty heavy, <laughs> but he just comes along and snaps them. And it's dope that like this series right now that we just read ends with a bunch of metaphors of how dope God is in saving his people. Like Mm -hmm. the Red Sea saw him coming and hurried out of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And that the mountains just start doing a little dance. They start (laughs) skipping like rams. And the Red Sea hurried out to Jordan. And then you're questioning the things that get out of his way. And then it ends with like, tremble, O earth, in the presence of the Lord. Man, if we would just tremble, Mm -hmm. I think that we would probably avoid a lot of our troubles and idols. Psalm 107, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. For he has gathered the exiles from many lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in the wilderness, lost and homeless, hungry and thirsty. They nearly died. Lord, help! They cried in their trouble, and he rescued them from their distress. He led them straight to safety, to a city where they could live. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, imprisoned in iron chains of misery. They rebelled against the words of God, scorning the counsel of the Most High. 
That is why he broke them with hard labor. They fell, and no one was there to help them. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He led them from the darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains. He let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he broke down their prison gates of bronze. He cut apart their bars of iron. Some were fools. They rebelled and suffered for their sins. They couldn't stand the thought of food, and they were knocking on death's door. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about his glorious acts. Some went off to sea in ships, plying the trade routes of the world. They too observed the Lord's power in action, his impressive works on the deepest seas. He spoke and the winds rose, stirring up the waves. Their ships were tossed to the heavens and plunged again to the depths. The sailors cringed in terror. They reeled and staggered like drunkards and were at their wits' end. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He calmed the storm to a whisper and stilled the waves. What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safely into harbor. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them exalt him publicly before the congregation and before the leaders of the nation. He changes rivers into deserts and springs of water into dry, thirsty land. He turns the fruitful land into salty wastelands because of the wickedness of those who live there. But he also turns the deserts into pools of water. He dr the dry land into springs of water. He brings the hungry to settle there and to build their cities. They sow their fields, plant their vineyards, and harvest their bumper crops. How he blesses them. They raise large families there, and their herds of livestock increase. When they decrease in number and become impoverished, their oppression, trouble, and sorrow, the Lord pours contempt on the princes, causing them to wander in trackless wastelands. But he rescues the poor from trouble and increases their families like flocks of sheep. The godly will see these things and be glad, while the wicked are struck silent. Those who are wise will take all this to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. He causes us to remember his wonderful works. How gracious and merciful is our Lord. He gives food to those who fear him. He always remembers his covenant. He has shown his great power to his people by giving them the lands of other nations. All he does is just and good. And all his commandments are trustworthy. They are forever true to be obeyed faithfully and with integrity. He has paid a full ransom for his people. He has guaranteed his covenant with them forever. What a holy, awe-inspiring name he has. Fear the Lord. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey his commandments will grow in wisdom. Praise him forever. Psalm 112. 
Praise the Lord. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy and their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. The wicked will see this and be infuriated. They will grind their teeth in anger. They will slink away, their hopes thwarted. Psalm 113. Praise the Lord. Yes, give praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord now and forever. Everywhere, from east to west, praise the name of the Lord. For the Lord is high above the nations. His glory is higher than the heavens. Who can be compared with the Lord our God, who is enthroned on high? He stoops to look down on heaven and on earth. He lifts the poor from the dust and the needy from the garbage dump. He sets them among princes, even the princes of his own people. He gives the childless woman a family, making her a happy mother. Praise the Lord. Psalm 114. When the Israelites escaped from Egypt, when the family of Jacob left that foreign land, the land of Judah became God's sanctuary and Israel became his kingdom. The Red Sea saw them coming and hurried out of their way. The water of the Jordan River turned away. The mountains skipped like rams, the hills like lambs. What's wrong, Red Sea, that made you hurry out of their way? What happened, Jordan River, that you turned away? Why, mountains, did you skip like rams? Why, hills, like lambs? Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. He turned the rock into a pool of water. Yes, a spring of water flowed from solid rock. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you, and if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.